Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Today, it is just you and me, as my four-year-old likes to tell me. <laughs> whenever it's, whenever like all the other siblings are gone and my husband's gone, he looks at me and he goes, just, just you and me, mom, just you and me. <laughs> he realizes that having alone time with his mom is kind of a big deal when you're the third in, in the, um, you know, pecking order. <laughs> so just you and me, guys, today. And just a little solo episode talking about really creating those shifts that we're looking for. Um, you know, many of us are in this place where we know who we want to become, like we're working towards becoming that thing, or or maybe even just feeling like a little stuck, you know, feeling like there are certain scenarios in our life that just seem to never end or keep repeating, like I'm constantly in this battle with my partner or like work doesn't seem to, to change, this feeling of um, not being able to get to the next level or like a break out of a pattern. And um, I just wanted to support you with that. I just had this feeling that I just wanted to talk about this. And for me, I mean, I've made many shifts in my life and it's kind of just a thing I love to do. And there's usually like a bit of a method to move from point A to point B. And really what that shift is about, it's about up leveling, you know, it's about being like one version of self and becoming the next version. So even like if you can kind of sense your future self or if you've ever done any sort of like meditation to bring you to your future self, it's like, how do I get from like who I am today to that place where like I know I'm trying to go, you know, and typically we're always like looking for these like paths and these like to-do lists to get there. And it's really not in the to-do list. Like it's not in the pushing. It's not in like this perfect strategy or path to get there. It's actually all in the shift. It's a t- it's an energetic shift that gets us from point A to point B. And it's really not something we're doing. It's actually something we are becoming. So it's all in energy, which is which is great, right? <laughs> because it means like you don't need to know all the steps. You don't need to um, know exactly how to get there. You just need to know how to be there, how to become there, how to act as if, how to be. And I'm going to try to break that down for you as much as I can. And to kind of use a term for what that shift is, it's really about changing your identity. So it's like the things, so currently, like if I'm in point A, I'm currently identifying as the point A person. So if I am somebody who is maybe living in my parents' house, working a whatever job, but I really want to be like this independent person that has my own business and um, has a platform or has, you know, a partner, but I'm not there. What I'm looking for is I'm looking to not identify as the first person. I'm looking to not identify as like person A. I want to start to release any identities that are holding me back so that I can become B because that like what's keeping us from moving into B, the B person is really the how I see myself or the labels 
and um, the almost like energetic contracts that I have made that keep me where I am. Identity in a very like simple way of explaining it is anything that comes after I am. So like if I say I am a really hardworking person, I that what I'm saying is basically I'm identifying with a really hardworking person, which means I'll never let myself take time off. I'll never let myself be um, slow because I'll call myself lazy because my identity is built on being a hardworking person. So it's kind of anything that comes after I am is very much a ceiling. And sometimes the things that we describe ourselves as, even if they're good, they create a ceiling. I hear this all the time. Like when I work with one-on-one clients, I, I just, it's like almost my ears perk up when I, whenever I hear the phrase I am, it's just, I don't even have to be psychic. <laughs> it's just gives me so much information about a person. Cause like, this is the way they see themselves. And this means that they're never going to go outside, you know, until they realize it, they're never, it's going to be so hard for them to go beyond whatever followed I am. So really being able to recognize what labels we're using right now to describe ourselves and which ones are actually holding us back, even if they look good. You know, for instance, I am a hard worker is not a bad identity, right? Like, okay, yeah, that's great. That means you can get things done. But if I'm trying to finally slow down and if I'm trying to allow myself to be more still, I am a hard worker is really holding me back. Another Another way to look at it too is what are people saying you are? So the other day, um, one of my employees told me, Nikki, my gosh, like you are one of the most generous people I know. And it's like, she said that. And of course, that's such a compliment. That's so beautiful. She meant that as a compliment. But I was like working through kind of being taken advantage of and like giving too much and, and just like over giving. And I was like, so interesting, like she's saying, I am the most generous person I know. And in a way that's kind of part of like my people pleasingness. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to identify as the most generous pe- person people know. Like maybe, you know, I don't mind being generous every once in a while or, or being kind, but I don't want to be like the ultimate generous person, you know, because that means that. Um, I'm probably like going too outside of these boundaries and I'm like pouring out a little too much. And it was such a clue to me when she said that. And as much as it was a compliment, I was like, I need to balance that out. Like I, that can't be part of my identity. It's really the thing that's causing this other problem that I'm seeing in my life. So not only because, I mean, she could, she could see something in me and I might not identify as that, but the, especially somebody who's so close to me, so if like your partner, your sibling, your best friend, your mom, your parents are saying you are this and you're very close, typically you might, even if you're, even if you don't want that label, you may be like playing into that label. So when we hear those labels, those identities, we have to ask ourselves like, does that serve me? Sometimes the identity really does serve you. You know, it's like, you know, I'm a badass, I'm a queen, I'm a, you know, um, I'm magical, like I, you know, all these things like that's, they're very expansive I am's and they give you a lot of space. So to believe that about yourself and to identify as a magical person, to identify as a badass, 
all that can be very helpful in the stage that you're in. So we're really just trying to see like anything that we identify with and how can we make sure like is, you know, how can we ask ourselves like, is this working for me or do I need to change that? So the reason that we can't up level or change our circumstances, let's say in relationships, because a lot of that, it's interesting. Your identity is like not only affecting you, but it's affecting like what you're creating. So like if you're creating a certain environment at work or a certain environment in your relationships, a lot of that has to do with like how you identify, how you see yourself. It's our attachment to what we identify with. So you know, even though, for example, the generous thing, right? Like, let's say, like, I'm annoyed that people keep taking advantage of me or keep asking me for things. And I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Like, it's clearly a problem. Yet I'm so attached to being a generous person. Like, if I remove I am generous, are people going to like me? Are they all going to leave me? Am I, are people going to think I'm an asshole? Are people going to think that I'm, um, I don't have time for them, right? So even though I don't want this result that I have been making based off this identity, I am generous, I, there's still a fear to lose that identity because then my current circumstances, my life, the way that it looks is going to change. And it's very scary to between, be between identities. So if I drop I am generous what's the next identity? And that time in between I am generous, like dropping I am generous, like what's going to happen between that time and the time where I find like a more upgraded identity? Because sometimes we have to let go of an identity to allow the next identity to show itself. We can't always leap from one identity to the other, right? It's a shift with knowing exactly where we're going, you know, exactly who we're becoming. So there's a lot of trust actually on my, I'm looking at my little whiteboard next to my computer and it says, I trust who I am becoming, right? And the reason I wrote that is because I was, I, I knew I was shedding a lot of identities, but I also didn't know what were the words for the new identity. I was trusting that like I was becoming something. So it's really that stage of moving from the caterpillar into the butterfly. When you're in the cocoon, it's really scary because you're in that in-between place. You've shedded identities, but you also don't know what's the butterfly going to look like. Just a little side side note, guys. Benny, my husband, was in my office, and I guess he saw, you know, that little writing on the whiteboard, and then on the bottom he wrote, and so does your family. So like I wrote, (laughs) I trust what I am becoming. And then like in his handwriting, it says, and so does your family. And then with a little happy face. Isn't that cute? So we're, okay, so going back, we're losing identities and we are trying to move into the next identity. One of the, like, and you're not only going to identify as, um, like, Identities are not only about personality traits. So like I gave you the example of like, I am generous. You're also going to identify with people and like institutions that you are part of. So for example, in my earlier years, when I was an editor for, um, you know, some big publications and I knew I wanted to move into this work, but like I couldn't, you know, do both. I And I really identified 
as being, you know, a fashion and beauty editor, I identified a lot being an editor at Refinery29. Like my identity was attached to where I was working. And before that, I worked at Daily Candy, which most of you are probably too young to know what that is. But it was like, you know, it was cool to work at those companies. So in many ways, when I was moving into this new version and I didn't even know what it was, I was just being called to the unknown. I was like, oh my gosh, but if I'm not a fashion and beauty editor, if I'm not an editor at Refinery29, then like, why do I even matter? Because when I was in that position, a lot of people like wanted to know me and, you know, would invite me to things like I was important, quote unquote, because my ident- because I was an editor at these companies. I had like this attachment and I thought, you know, I really felt that once I let all that go, then I wasn't going to be important anymore. Like nobody was going to want to take me out to lunch. You know, nobody was wanting going to, was going to want to hang out with me. And the truth is like that, so that could be very true. You know, like absolutely. Once I am not an editor at these places, yeah, sure. Maybe nobody wants, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in my life that may not be so interested in being my friend or interested in me anymore, right? Which I'm sure so many of you have experienced that. Like when you leave like a position in power and you go off on your own, right? That's the trickiest thing. Like when you're like this powerful person at a big company and then you leave that company to go off on your own, it's like nobody returns your emails after a while. And yeah, that's going to happen. And it did happen for a while. Like, okay, I was no longer getting invited to the cool parties and it was hard for me to get into like, you know, the cool restaurants or whatever. But then with time, the new identity started to create itself And I was then, I then had meaning in another space and I started to, you know, create new friends and also like, you know, even that space in between just shows you who are your friends, like shows you who really loves you. And it just gives you space to, you know, become this, this next version. So we're not only identifying with personality traits, we're actually identifying with people and institutions. My husband, Benny, when we used to live in Miami, he was in this place where I knew he was like going to burst anytime soon. He was um, running this tree business. We ran it together. It was a very stressful business. I mean, it's danger- dangerous work. And he was doing like really big projects in Miami. And I just remember like we were getting to this place that I was like, man, this guy is just pushing himself to the limit. He really identifies as being a, um, like somebody who produces and a provider. And he was like resentful towards me. He was just like, Oh, well, I have to keep working this way. Cause like, you know, I need to provide for you guys and I need to provide for the kids and you know, all this kind of stuff. And he was just like, he really felt like almost like, like almost like he was like the racehorse that I was like making him go out every day and like produce and, and become, and he was very resentful. And I was like, this is so, and I just remember one day looking at him and being like, this is so fascinating. Like he thinks that I see him as a provider. So again, I see him as you are a provider. So I'm like almost holding an identity for him and he doesn't want to be that anymore. Like he doesn't want to be this constant, like work super hard. So I, because I'm, you know, in touch and and intuitive, not all of us are always going to be able to do this for our partners or we're not only going to have partners like this, but I had this moment where I was like, I need to tell this guy, I need to release that identity for him. And I remember looking at him and being like, Benny, 
I need you to understand that I love you in a cardboard box. Like, I was like, you see all this that we have, this house, like, you know, these schools that the kids go to, none of this matters to me. Like, literally, you can take it all away from me tomorrow. I am not attached to these things. My identity is not caught up in this house, in the school my kids go to, in the money that you provide. Like, I don't love you because you provide to me. I love you because I love you, right? And that was so healing for him. That was the beginning of the end, if you know the rest of the story, which we'll leave for another day. But it was the beginning of him being like, oh, like I don't have to, I can become something new. I don't know what I'm becoming, but I don't have to be stuck in this web of like, I'm a provider, like people only love me because I'm a provider. Because typically our identities are these things that, we hold on to because we think we are only loved for being those things. I'm only loved for being generous. I'm only loved for being an editor at this, um, you know, and then the deepest fear of it all is like that I'm going to be abandoned. If Benny is no longer a provider, are people not going to love him anymore? If I'm no longer an editor here, are people going to love me anymore? If I'm no longer generous, are people going to still love me, right? That's usually why it's hard to leave these identities and allow the next identity to show itself. So it's just something that we really need to be aware of. And the truth is, you're not going to be abandoned by the people that truly love you. And if people that abandon you when you change your identity, then like F them seriously, because it's not like they weren't there for the right reasons. And that's not, you know, the true definition of love. And I've actually seen this gone south. You know, I've had clients that like, this one client that um, she was like very much in the spotlight when she met her husband, when they were boyfriend, girlfriend. And he loved that about her. And then when she decided that, you know, like she just wanted to, after she had kids, like she wanted to leave all that shiny life and changed her profession and became a teacher. Like he, you know, that's when he started cheating and all these things and they eventually got divorced. And it's like, yeah, like that guy just shows you that he married this person just because she was shiny. And the minute she wasn't shiny, you know, he left but, and it was heartbreaking, but now she's with somebody who like loves her for her because she's living her truth. You know, she loves raising her kids and being available and being a teacher. And that's what she likes. She doesn't need to be shiny anymore, quote unquote shiny, right? Cause she's shiny no matter what. And she's in love with somebody who loves her just for who she is. So, you know, even the things that we fear losing, let them be lost, you know, let them leave so that better things can come and things that are more in alignment can come. So I want you to take some time today or even, you know, now if you can, and I just want you to start to like ask yourself, like what usually comes after I am for you? Like what are some I ams that you're saying over and over again, maybe in your mind or to people that are creating a ceiling for you? Also, what are some I am's that are great for you? And what are some I am's that you want to start introducing into your life, right? Like my middle son, he watches a lot of YouTube and um, he's totally picked up like YouTube lingo, which is hilarious, like gamer lingo. And he always answers anytime I say something, even if it's like a little bossy, you know, like I'm trying to tell him what to do. He likes to keep it light and like keep it funny. So he'll always tell me, he's like, yes, queen, which is just, you know, something he's been seeing on like YouTube and TikTok. And um, it cracks me up. But at the same time, in a way, I feel like his soul is telling me like, 
how about I am queen? You know, like, how about we like upgrade these identities? Like, because as a mom, many times you can feel like I am a servant, you know? And I think it's so funny that, and that's just me telling myself I'm a servant. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just here to take care of everybody, blah, blah, blah. And him telling me, yes, queen, is it's actually yes, queen, like Y-A-S-S-S, he says, not yes. And um, he it kind of made me help it helped me upgrade my I am. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm bossy and kind of like telling people what to do and like, you know, kind of corralling people to get to do things. But at the same time, I can see myself as a queen. Like, you know, I'm a leader. It's leadership. Um, I don't have to see myself as a servant. Like that's a totally different vibe. That's, that is really keeping me in this place of feeling like a victim, feeling disempowered, you know, feeling miserable. And simply by answering yes queen to me he upgraded my i am so are there any i ams that can be upgraded are there any i ams that are doing great for you that you're like oh my gosh me identifying as this is like really killing it and what are the i ams that you're afraid to uh, to leave you know like um the i am you know this person's girlfriend or this person's partner or i am um, this person's employee, like I am close to this person. Like, so also looking at not just like beliefs and personalities, but also the things that we are attached to. Like if I, you know, if I, I mean, leaving Miami was a big deal. Like I'm no longer a Miami girl. Like I don't live in Miami. Right. And like having to now be like, okay, like now I'm this like in this random town in Western North Carolina, like you know, is it okay to embrace those new I am? So anything that's holding you back, creating a ceiling, and then also the, like, what are the ones that are doing great for you? So let's take some time today to do that. Or if that's just like a really coming up for you. And lastly, like, I just want you to know that even the I am's that are helpful, like even the upgrade I am's, like I am queen, they're just crutches, you guys. Cause the truth is like from a soul level, like you are everything and nothing all at the same time. Like you are the universe. Like you are soul. You are, you know, the earth, the planets, like you are everything. Like you're so expansive. And like the more we see ourselves like that way, the more opportunities, opportunities we give ourselves because even queen which can seem like, wow, pretty expansive. Like that gives me a lot of space, a lot of room to grow into really big shoes. I have, I have space to grow into these shoes. You know, maybe one day that's going to feel like a ceiling, you know, maybe. And that, I think that's also why a lot, you know, as you know, whatever your opinions are, but when people start talking about like their sexual identities and all that stuff, I think it's really coming from like a place of like expanses, like wanting to go, like what happens if we don't, um, you know, identify with things that keep us small. Like, I don't, I don't know, like there's more out there. So even the good I am's, which let's do it because it helps our mind and we are living a human experience and the mind is a tool in the human experience. So it's good to give it like these good identities so we can shift to the next place. So like, you know, if I'm having this challenge and like, I just, I want to move in to the next beingness let I am help you, let your brain help you. But at the end of the day, I want you to also know that like you are whatever you decide you are truly like whatever you decide to, and you know, finish I am with is like who you get to be. And 
whatever you're leaving behind because it doesn't fit anymore, that is such a natural part of life, right? Like there's seasons and things die and they are rebirthed again. So like if you're not upgrading your IMs or changing your IMs or you're like stuck in the same cycles, you're not really living, you know? So you can't, don't be afraid to let your current identities die. It's actually a very natural part of the process of living. Like we have to die and we have to um, really let go of identities so that new life can come in. So that new life that you're seeing for yourself, you are only going to get there if you let yourself die. And when I say yourself, I'm really talking about your identities. If you let your identities die, then you will be able to experience new life. And from point A to point E, excuse me, from point A to point B, B is representing re- representing new life. So like you need to let A die. And, de- you know, when something dies, it still has a part of you, right? Like there's still this little part of me that isn't, you know, that was an editor. Like I, I have so many fond memories about that, but I evolved. I wanted to evolve. Like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm not still that. Like I would be so bored, but it's, I don't have to like totally turn it away or, um, pretend like I never did that or that was a bad, uh, idea or it was a bad time. No, it's still like a part of me, but now I am existing and being something else. So I hope that was helpful. I really look forward to what you are becoming and watching you embody like this new level of beingness. And I hope you give yourself all the space and the support through the, your I am's and the you are's in your life and just giving yourself that support to become the next level, to shift situations that just don't work, that feel stale, um, that are keeping you stuck. May you use your I am's to support you in that next level. I love you much and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.